Good morning, everyone. My name is Kevin Lagore, and welcome to another episode of the What's Up webcast. Uh, we do this every Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, right here at the Skywatcher USA YouTube channel. Uh, thanks for everyone tuning in uh, after the time change. Uh, I know that's we're still trying to adapt to that, but thanks for making sure you're here. Thanks for spending your Friday morning with us this morning. Uh, we're happy to have you. So, Today is our equipment talk for the month, and I know everyone shows up to talk gear. We all love talking about gear, um, and we're talking about one of our most popular mounts, the AZ GTI. Um, it's a small little go-to mount. We're going to go into some of the specifics of it. Uh, I know there's a lot of stuff out there on the internet about this mount, uh, so if you have questions, uh, throw them out there. Uh, this will just kind of be an overview of the line and all the information there, but I know there's going to be a lot of questions about it and its capabilities. Uh, I'll try to cover them to the best of my ability, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll have a good time today. Uh, first and foremost, though, real quick, uh, if you like what we do here, uh, please go ahead and subscribe uh, to the channel. It keeps you up to date with what's going on. If you have any ideas or comments, uh, go ahead and email us at info at skywatcherusa.com. We're always looking for new ideas for future episode uh, for the webcast as we move into another year of doing this. And uh, one other thing I'd like to bring up actually real quick is we've got some new stuff um, coming out. Uh, these are actually out. Uh, we've had the Skywatcher Threadless store for a while. A lot of you remember our, our swag that we've had there, but we're doing a new set of shirts and all kinds of cool stuff there. Uh, our new marketing guy, Jared, uh, hi Jared, um, is working with us now and he's helping giving us some bandwidth on new ideas for you know shirts and all kinds of stuff. So uh, he's been working on some pretty cool stuff like the William Herschel Milky Way map. Uh, shirts are available. They're actually pretty cool. Um, you can pick all kinds of whatever you want, whatever shirt you want there. Um, and then we're also doing a, a new series. Uh, you can actually do a bunch of different stuff on this. Um, you have to mess around on there though, but go ahead and check it out. That's uh, some new stuff. Um, if you have a woman in your life, uh, we have the leggings. This is the new, oh, he did a shirt, uh, but we, you can get leggings and all kinds of stuff with this. Um, you can break it up into category and um, all kinds of really cool things are out there. But we have a new set of shirts we're working on. We kind of went with a sports theme, if you will, um, by object. Uh, we'll have more coming up here. So, for example, here's the uh, Barnard 150 shirt, um, full graphic shirt. And then on the back of the shirt, it's kind of got the Letterman uh, feel where it's got the object and its number on the back. So we have a lot of new stuff coming out. So if you're looking for something nifty for the holidays because you can't get anything right now, um, these are kind of some cool things. So there's all kinds of swag on there. Go ahead and check it out. Um, Jared and uh, Jeff have been working real hard on uh, making that a reality. So that is the Skywatcher. It's skywatcher.threadless.com. Go ahead and peruse around there and see what's cool. But we are working on some new stuff there. So anyway, uh, that's that. Uh, so again, leave a subscribe to the channel if you want to stay up to date. Leave a like on the video. Let us know we're doing a good job. Um, if you put a thumbs down, we will find you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I'm not. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's get started on this. So AZ GTI, small little go-to mount. 
It's been out for a little while now. Um, I'm sure you've seen it all over the internet with people using it for all various reasons. Um, but let's just get down to the, the basics of it uh, and start with just the general specifications of this series. Uh, so the AZ GTI came, back, came out a few years ago now. And it was originally designed to be a very small, compact uh, go-to mount. It's excellent for travel. And if you've been thinking about getting one, what I mean by small is, let me just give you the measurements here. It's uh, about six inches wide um, from the edge of the battery pack or the base to the outer part of the saddle. And it's about six inches tall and only about three and a half inches wide. It's it's very small. It's one of the smallest go-to mounts on the market and they packed a ton of technology inside of here when they were developing it. Um, it's a nice little lightweight mount. It's only two, a little over two and a half pounds for a uh, you know completely go-to mount. Uh, I remember going to Hawaii a few years ago before this was even a thing or, and this would be awesome uh, for that. Instead, I had to bring just a basic tripod. But something like this is excellent if you're on the go uh, or if you need a go-to mount uh, to just take around the world there. Uh, but they're perfect. So two and a, a little over two and a half pounds, you know, over just over a kilo uh, if you're watching this globally, trying to be more aware of the global audience. Uh, tripod is about four pounds. And then the pier extension that generally comes with these is about a little over a pound there. And it helps raise the tripod or the mount head from the tripod. It uses all standard 3.8 photo threads um, at that point. So very, you know, it, it's made to be used on photo tripods too. So it can hold about 11 pounds. So, you know, pretty wide range of gear can sit on this mount. Um, you know, it still is a small mount. One thing I would like to remind people is, much like the Star Adventurer, these are made to be travel mounts. They do not have high payload capacities. So if you're planning on using it with a larger telescope, or maybe you're even thinking about really pushing the limits and going for an imaging mount, it's, it's small. It's not made to handle a large system. So you're going to max out the payload of this pretty quickly. But nonetheless, it works very well on a wide range of telescopes. Um, you know, we like using it with our little EvoStar 72. It's, it's got a standard Vixen style dovetail mount on their saddle that you can, you know, pair pretty much anything you want on it, but it works good with the 70. Uh, this is a good friend of mine. Uh, who actually uses an NP101IS on it, which I think is a little extreme, but he does it. Uh, what's really cool about this, especially being a modern NP101, is what I actually really like about the new Teleview cases, not to go on a little side journey about Teleview, but the new NP101 cases that they've been shipping have these little travel bags inside of them. So my buddy's got his eyepieces in there, he's got a diagonal in there, and then he's got his mount head tucked away inside folds all that up he's got the telescope in there he's pretty much ready to go other than just the tripod and whatever power source you're going to be using but for grab and go for a four inch refractor you know not a bad little piece of kit especially because it tucks away real nice inside the mount case right there, or the telescope case right there so if he's going observing and needs something easy he just throws that in there and he's good to go the whole intention of that it 
it holds the NP101. Well, like I said, that's a little more than I would probably put on it, but he puts it on there and rocks and rolls um, with that. Uh, another setup here, it's just a photo bag. You know, it got a Takahashi little 60 in there. Um, got different extenders, all kinds of stuff. All that fits really conveniently in a small little travel bag, which is exactly what the AZ GTI um, was intended for from the get-go was supposed to be this compact little go-to mount where you're ready to go at a moment's notice and it's you know it's got all that capability packed inside of there um, like I said earlier it's a standard vixen style saddle so you know anything using a v-rail you can just pop that on there and you should be good to go very convenient works with a wide range of tubes that are on the market there um, so as long as it's under 11 pounds and you've got that Vixen rail, I have a friend who uses one. He took it to Australia, I think. I used like a Celestron C6 Schmidt on there. That's probably the biggest tube I'd put on there, but um, worked great for him there. So it's really made to be that perfect little travel companion uh, when you need a go-to mount. Maybe you're going to the Southern Hemisphere. Maybe you're coming up here to the Northern Hemisphere. You don't know where you are with anything. It's convenient, it's got tracking on it, and it'll locate objects for you as well. Perfect little grab-and-go system. And that really seems to be where a lot of the market wants to be now. Everyone wants to be smaller. Even when you're doing imaging, the pixels on these cameras are getting smaller, which means if you're trying to get that one arc second per pixel resolution, you don't need big, big telescopes anymore to do that. So everything's getting smaller. Everything needs to be easier, lighter, um, you know, ready to go on a moment's notice. And the AZGTI is kind of our first, other than the Star Adventure, but it's our first for Skywatcher push um, into that market of making it smaller. Now let's talk about some of the connections that's on the mount. Uh, also, I would like to mention real quick because there's the AZGTI and there's the AZGTE. We get a lot of questions on what the difference is. I'll try to cover that. Um, in the episode, but the mounts are fundamentally pretty much the same. So everything you're seeing in here, pretty much 99% re relates to the AZGTE, other than a couple features, which I'll try to point out during this episode, um, and also the configurations that we sell it in, or you might find it over throughout the globe. Um, but other than that, most of this is different, but I will, or is the same, but I will point out the, the two features basically that differ those mounts. So let's talk about the ports and the connections on this little thing. Um, number one, we have a hand controller port. It's our standard six pin hand controller port, which means you can use our standard hand controller on there if you want. Um, a lot of people like that tactile control rather than using Wi-Fi or the app. Uh, that's also something we'll, we'll go into detail, but we have a hand controller port on there. We have a 2.1 millimeter power port. Uh, if you want to run it off of, you know, a larger battery, um, there, you can run it off of eight AA batteries inside the mount. It actually sits right inside this plastic housing there. There's a battery pack that you can put in there. Um, power is going to vary on double A's, especially if you're slewing a lot or how cold it is outside. You know, it's convenient because you can just keep it all tucked in there and there's no cables, but I like to use it with external power. Uh, the Celestron power tank lithiums work really well, or you can run it off of AC power with like a, 
Uh, we use the Celestron 2-amp AC adapter if you're looking for something like that. It's just a standard 2.1 millimeter uh, center positive uh, power port. So that's pretty common across a lot of telescope mounts. So you can run it either with internal power using AA batteries, 8 AA's, or you can do external power through the power port there if you want. We have a 2.1 millimeter snap port, which means if you've got a DSLR or something on there, mirrorless camera, the mount can trigger that. You can do some basic photography, like wide field. There can be time-lapse features. Um, so there's quite a bit of control that the mount can do through the app and hand controllers if you want it to trigger your mirrorless camera or DSLR camera. We do have our snap cable on there as well and then of course we have the red just toggle switch power button that you guys see right there um, easy and then of course it has wi-fi built in this is one of the first mounts that we actually had wi-fi built in internally um, so that's how the mount comes it does not have a hand controller with it um, that's standard basically you'd get the mount out of the box turn it on it starts emitting its own Wi-Fi signal. Uh, you don't have to have Wi-Fi around you to make this work. Uh, we get a lot of questions about people asking like, oh, I'm in the middle of nowhere and there's no internet. First off, Wi-Fi has nothing to do with internet. Bluetooth and Wi-Fi are just signals that we can use to transmit data from one location to another. That can be done with the internet, which we most commonly know but other devices can emit their own Wi-Fi signal. Now, just because there's Wi-Fi does not mean you have internet access. So if you're in the middle of nowhere, you can still use the mount's Wi-Fi. It itself is emitting its own Wi-Fi signal, and that's just the way you wirelessly connect to the mount. Bluetooth is very similar, uh, but that's how we do it. So the mount has a built-in Wi-Fi emitter. You would just find on your phone, the Wi-Fi signal of the mount, connect to that, then jump into our app and there you go, you're ready to rock and roll. So that's how that works. You can be in the middle of freaking nowhere. Don't worry about it. You don't need internet access. It emits its own Wi-Fi signal, but you're not gonna be able to get Wi-Fi internet through the mount, just FYI. If you ever go camping and someone's like, great, there's Wi-Fi. No, it's just your mount. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's how that works. But there is no hand controller when you buy this mount. We've had people ask, I didn't get a controller. You don't get one. That's an optional thing we'll talk about later. It's Wi-Fi is the way it's meant to be controlled, but you can do all kinds of cool stuff like that. Now let's talk about the gearing inside of this. This is something that a lot of people like to hear about, especially because the AZ GT series is actually a lot better personally quality wise than some of the previous mounts. That's just because manufacturing's also gotten better in technology. Um, so we use servo motors in this uh, mount. Most of our larger mounts use stepper motors, but in this case we're using servos. It's on both axes, uh, one on the right ascension, one on the deck. The uh, worm gears inside of this, I don't know if I can get this visible there. Um, try to see if this will focus for you guys. Sorry, bear with me. This is an AZGTI. Man, I can't get this to work. There we go. This is a worm block. Actually, it's a whole motor with the worm block of the AZ 
uh, GT. Let me actually go to full screen here. Sorry, I'm doing too many things at once. This is an AZ GTI motor assembly and worm block. So we use brass, I'm sorry, wrong side, brass uh, spur gears there. And then it has a brass worm inside of there. So it's, it's quality stuff. Um, if you remember our older AZ, I'm sorry, all view mount. The all view mount used nylon gearing, which worked. It wasn't bad, but the quality has gotten a lot better on these uh, smaller mounts manufacturing capabilities. So it's actually a cool little thing, but that is a worm motor assembly right there for an AZ GTI. Um, so pretty quality stuff right there. Uh, so we have gotten better at that. Zoom back out here. Whoop. Get focused. There we go. So there's that. Let me uh, get back to our uh, screen here. Bum, bum. Cool. All right. Uh, where were we there? Uh, one new thing that was actually kind of neat about the uh, AZ GTI is the, the motors are actually spring-loaded worms. Uh, so the gearing is spring-loaded on this mount, which helps a lot with backlash, um, which is nice. You'll hopefully see that in future mounts. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, and then we use aluminum gears on the main axes. So the big, large gears that you see right there, those are aluminum. They're all machined. And like I said, this is a lot better build quality than its predecessor, the all-view mount. We had the all-view for a few years. It was a nice mount. It was an Altaz mount. Um, some might still sell them. We've discontinued them here in the States. They were a good mount, but they were really large for what they were originally intended to. They were made to be used as like panning, photography, and go-to. And they were a nice mount. They did the job. Um, and for what it was, it, it was nice. But the we've been able to make a much better mount system with these little AZ GTs. Um, you know, all metal gearing, spring-loaded worms. You know, there's a lot of stuff packed inside of these little mounts for being as small as they are. It's it's like half the size of an all-view. So, but it's all metal housing except for the outer plastic, uh, the the black plastic. But all the main assembly is all machined um, stuff. So it's well done. Now, one feature that's in our mounts, uh, some of our mounts, is called Freedom Find. Uh, you may see this plastered on your mount somewhere, depending on which model you've got. Freedom find means there's a second set of encoders inside the mount. So when you're slewing the mount with GoTo, you're using the hand controller or the app, it's reading an encoder that's uh, mounted to the uh, motor assembly, reading these little ticks, keeping position of where the mount is. Now on most mounts on the market, if you were to accidentally loosen the clutch or someone at an event grabs it and moves it the motor encoder does not account for that movement so like an eq6r if you loosen the clutch it loses its alignment because the encoder doesn't know that it actually moved however our mounts that have freedom find in it have a secondary encoder on each axis so not only is it reading the as the motor's moving it's reading those ticks but there's another encoder wheel sitting on the gearing assembly. And when that moves, it registers that the mount has moved. And it tells the mount electronics that it's now in this position, even though the motors still think it's over here. So it's constantly being aware of where it's pointing. So it's kind of a cool feature. 
Um, this allows you to basically um, loosen the clutches and manually move them out wherever you want by hand and it won't lose the alignment. Now, uh, this is one of the big differences between the AZ GTI and the AZ GTE. Actually, it, it's the difference between the two of them. So an AZ GTI has a clutch on the altitude axis and the azimuth axis. That way you can loosen them, move it around, and do whatever you want. It also has those secondary set of encoders known as Freedom Find. The AZ GTE, the E actually originally stood for economy uh, because it was a little less expensive. It's really not much less, honestly, but um, does not have the Freedom Find encoder set and it doesn't have the AZ or the Azimuth clutch assembly. Um, so it's just a go-to mount, very basic. It's a little less expensive, but a lot of people find it's just worth the extra money to go all the way to the AZ GTI because it's not much more by the time you're talking about it. Um, so that's really the difference between the two versions of the mount is the I has the Freedom Find and the E does not. That's fundamentally the only major difference on there and it's a little less expensive to go with the E. But most people go with the I because it's, I don't even know how much, it's not really a difference at that point so anyway that's the difference that's what freedom find is um but that's that's honestly the only difference between the two i've answered that like three times this week already so hopefully that helps someone in the future with that okay let's talk about controlling your mount there's a couple ways to do it uh number one like i said the mount has built-in wi-fi when you get it out of the box it is meant to be used with our SynScan pro app uh, there are two versions of SynScan out on the app stores uh, for iOS and Android. Um, I always tell people just to go to the Pro version. I honestly don't know what the differences are right off the top of my head. Just get the Pro version. It's got all the stuff you'll ever need in it. There you go. Um, again, Android, iOS, and Windows. Um, I'm hoping we'll have better Mac support in the future. I've been told they're working on it. I'm... But I am really hoping that in the future, Skywatcher will finally have better support for Mac as well. I know many of you out there wish we had better support for Mac. I really hope so in the future, but that is out of our jurisdiction, if you will. We can just send emails all the time saying, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. So we hear you. We understand. Um, but that is in the engineer court at that point. Now, you have to use SynScan Pro to get the mount going. It initializes the mount, that or a hand controller, which we'll get to in a minute, but there's a segue I'm trying to make right here. Um, you have to use SynScan Pro first to start things up and get it going. After that is done, you can then route your controls to Sky Safari. Now, a lot of people early on, early adopters, Sky Safari connection wasn't finished. It took quite a while to get it going, um, but it is uh, it does work and it works very well now. So um, you can control that with Sky Safari, but you have to originally initiate it with the SynScan Pro app, and then you can route commands over to that. 
Um, Luminos is also another great app if you've got that, um, that will also do the same controls. Um, so both of those now work with SynScan Pro, so you can use your favorite planetarium software on your device uh, to route controls. But yes, Sky Safari does work. Luminos is also a great option to control that as well. So hopefully that helps. Uh, now, if you're looking for a kind of more classic method of controlling your mount, maybe something that's more tactile um, instead of a phone, I have a lot of customers who really just don't want to use the Wi-Fi connection. They want hardwired, which I totally understand. Uh, we do have the hand controller, which is available as an optional uh, thing. You can always order it sometime down the road. It comes with the cables to connect it to the mount. It just kind of plug and play. Like I said, it can be added at any time. And it's going to provide a more traditional style of controlling your mount. Um, it also allows for a hard wire computer connection. So if you want to route commands, maybe you want to run it through EQ mod or whatever you want to do. I'm not even going to get into third-party control softwares because it drives me nuts. Because there's too many of them out there and I can't speak on authority with most of them because there's too many to play with. But if you want to wire, hardwire route that, you can go through the hand controller. That is also an option instead of using uh, Wi-Fi. It's also a great way to update your mount via a USB connection rather than Wi-Fi. Um, I am going to mention there is another accessory. Uh, we'll get to that at the end. There is another accessory that I would highly recommend every AZGT owner have it's very inexpensive but it's a great uh thing to have um but i'm going to talk about that towards the end of the episode um here other features let's talk about all the stuff that you can do with this thing uh and we're going to segue into a probably something everyone wants to hear or talk about and we're going to get to that here in a second. So let's talk about the firmware here, because that's, I'm sure some of you know where this is going. Uh, the elephant in the room, as I like to talk about it. Uh, there are two versions of the firmware. There is what you get when you first get the mount that's called standard or left arm mode. Uh, that means the telescope is situated to the left. Here's our, I should have had a graphic. Here's the telescope. It's to the left-hand side of the arm. Now, sometimes you're going to have a telescope that doesn't orient correctly on that that side of the arm. The finder's down here or the focuser's in a weird position or whatever. You generally are going to need something to put it on the other side of the arm. So we have the right arm slash EQ mode uh, firmware available out there. You have to update that. And at that point, you would rotate the mount 180, and that would allow you to mount the telescope on the right-hand side of it. Um, those of you watching are probably seeing this through the camera, which is mirror image. So my entire little thing that I just tried to explain makes no freaking sense because I literally did it mirrored. So don't ignore that but if you if you have a telescope where the finder needs to be on the right hand side or there's some reason that it needs to be that position you will have to update the firmware um, you can either do firmware updates through a wi-fi connection um, but i have had people brick their mounts because wi-fi loses connection something drops in the middle of that uh, firmware update and 
it gets it bricks them out so you either have to send it in or you need a hardwired connection that's why i'm going to get into the accessories this little accessory that we have that wasn't actually meant for what it is but we'll, we'll talk about it here in a second um, you can update this mount at any point that you want to um, like i said you can do wi-fi or a wired connection um, the hand controller can allow for that wired connection or this little usb adapter that we finally have available uh, which I'll talk about here shortly is a, I think something that everybody should have just as a backup um, or just a better way to update the firmware than just going through um, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is great. Wireless is great, but at times things can happen, you know, weird things drop and it just can be a headache sometimes. So having something wired, I think is a better way to go. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. So that opens up this big, big topic that comes up all the time that everybody online is talking about and as you can see that leads us to the elephant in the room eq mode now i'm going to talk about this once and this is the final word on this i i have been to the factory i have spoken with the engineers in person about this topic Everybody seems to want to use this mount in equatorial mode. I get it. The SynScan Pro app allows control for both Altaz and equatorial mounts because that's what Skywatcher offers. We have the AZ EQ5, we have the AZ EQ6, um, and then we have a lot of equatorial mounts, and of course, we have some go to Altaz mounts as well. Rather than having something for an individual thing uh, for all of that, Sorry, my camera decided to stop. Uh, rather than having one an, an app for this and an app for that, our app allows for multiple uh, systems to be handled, which is great. That's what you want. It just so happens that you can convert the firmware over to the AZ EQ, or I'm sorry, the AZ GTI can actually be used in equatorial mode now mind you you could technically with the same firmware take one of our massive go-to dobs make a massive wedge for it and make that equatorial if you wanted to as well because it uses the same motor board as the az gti does no one's doing that are they idea if you want to try that but just it's an accident it just happened to be able to do it and people caught on because everyone wants a really small equatorial mount. Maybe an idea in there. Not saying anything, maybe an idea. Uh, so firmware can provide some support for this feature. This is not a fully supported feature, however. This was not intended in any way to be an equatorial mount. Anyone doing so is doing it on their own accord. It does take some modifications, for lack of a better term, to get this to work. We don't have any off-the-shelf accessories to make this a thing. Um, if you're going to put it on our Star Adventurer wedge, the locking bolt on the saddle, not this one, the one on the opposite part of the saddle that behind the mount here, that has to be either lower profile or longer so the mount doesn't run into it. And then if you're going to use a counterweight bar, um, some people thread it into the mount. 
if if they are there again it's not made to be equatorial so it just happens that they're there um sometimes it just depends on the machining run for it but some people will thread a counterweight bar in there the star adventure counterweight bar kit is very popular it's m8 threads where sometimes these mounts have threads um they don't need to be there so if you get one that doesn't have one it's i don't even know how to handle this actually because i've made some people really upset about this um the threads inside there are not meant for anything and they are not part of the inspection process because they serve no purpose for as the amount is advertised so if you get one and the threads aren't there it's not void of warranty um there's there's nothing wrong with it it's a perfectly functional mount um, if you're buying this with the intention of using it for equatorial purposes you are doing so on your own accord and running the risk of whatever you want to do with it but they are not intended they are not advertised or designed to be used as an equatorial mount so if you're doing that you're doing that on your own and i have asked the engineers and the factory to support this feature and they say it's not intended for it so that is where that dies right now so um so i just want to hit that right now I'm not trying to shoot it down. I know what it does. I'm glad the people out there who are taking awesome images with it, but there is no guide port on it. There is no polar scope on it. There's, you can find ways to get around that, but I have a lot of beginners who buy this mount to get into imaging. And the next thing they do is how do I polar align? And it's, it's not made for that. Sorry, it's not. Maybe we'll have some cool stuff coming up in the future that might address those needs. But I wanted to approach this head on so you could actually understand from Skywatcher's position where we're at with that. I'm sorry if that's disappointing to people, but that's the, that is the reality of what this is. So, and honestly, it's, it's quite small to be using for imaging um, unless you are really going to be careful with it and, maintain the payloads there are some people doing some amazing stuff and i commend those people out there but i don't know if any of you are actually into aquariums obviously i am but i just want to say this real quick on mounts um when it comes to aquariums it's actually easier to start a larger aquarium than it is a smaller aquarium and that's because the larger the water is the the less fluctuation you have in there Imaging is exactly the same way. The bigger the mount, the easier it is. Bigger mounts can support and do better tracking than smaller mounts. So it's easier for you to learn on a larger mount and then go backwards to a small mount because you know the idiosyncrasies that you're looking for, where if you're starting on a small mount, you're gonna find those issues are magnified a lot more because you don't have the wiggle room there. So if you're a beginner, yes, it's affordable. Yes, I can mess with it and do all these things with it, but I would really strongly recommend doing something a little bit bigger. And then if you want something smaller, you know, move that around. So anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. And that's just the reality of it. But I wanted to address it directly from Skywatcher. That is where that's at. Now, configurations. Now, here in the U.S., uh, North America, we sell three configurations of the mount. 
if you want to know what's available in your particular region, you will have to speak to your local distributor because each distributor handles it a little bit differently. Um, so we offer it as mount only. And what I mean by mount only is it's just the mount head, peer extension, and the tripod. Uh, we don't sell the mount head on its own for this one. Um, sorry, but the demand is just, it's very small, quite honestly. Um, so you can get that configuration if you just want to put some cool telescope tubes on it. Um, so that's that's a basic configuration. Now we also pair that with our SkyMax 102 AZGT or, or 102 Mac. Um, this includes the mount head, a 102 SkyMax optical tube. That's an F 12.7 1300 millimeter focal length uh, Mac cast. Uh, inch and a quarter diagonal, uh, 25 and a 10 millimeter eyepiece, red dot, peer extension, and tripod is also in there. It does not have a travel bag. Um, I've had people ask why. That's a good question. We'll look into that, maybe offer it as an accessory, but um, it doesn't have a travel bag like the original 102 Mac does on its own. So uh, that may vary by region. Check with your local distributors. Uh, then we also offer a little bit bigger version, the 127. That's a 5-inch Mac. It's actually a very nice telescope. It's about the biggest you could put on this thing. Um, but if you're looking for grab-and-go with a decent aperture that does some good on planets and the moon, it's a nice little combo, actually. Um, this includes, again, the AZ-GTI mount head. Uh, 127 Mac. It's f12.1, so 1,540 millimeters. Uh, inch and quarter diagonal. 25 and 10 millimeter eyepieces, red dot, peer extension, tripod. Uh, this particular one does not have the two inch visual back or two inch accessories like the SkyMax 127 optical tube. So uh, if you're buying it, that was to keep the weight down because we are limited on this mount. You could adapt it, um, but it does not come with the two inch accessories like the OTA version does. So um, yeah. So that's, that's the uh, configurations right there. That's at least available here. Now, if you're anywhere else, um, just check with your local dealer or distributor. They'll tell you what configurations they offer. Some of them have the mount head only if that's what you're looking for. But um, those are the configurations that we have here. Accessories. Now, the... We sell a tripod with the AZ-GTI. It works really well, actually. It's lightweight, and for what it is, it's not that bad. But it is in no way a very high-end carbon fiber photographic tripod like this PhotoPro E9 tripod, which if you haven't seen this thing, it's amazing. Um, but the AZ-GTI features a standard 3.8 threading. Um, a lot of people call up, they're like, why didn't you use quarter 20? Um, Quite frankly, if you have a mount like this, something serious, you're going to want to use a larger 3.8 thread. If you don't have something for that, it's time to upgrade to something more serious because you're spending the money on something like this. So our tripod has 3.8 threads. Um, but if you have a you know higher-end tripod for photo photography, um, you can mate this mount um, up to one of those using the 3.8. It's just standard 3.8 threading. So... You know, I've got this one on the PhotoPro E9, which is solid as a rock on it. But the basic tripod works really good um, as well. But you can put it on anything with a 3.8 tripod. So if you've got a nice, you know, Manfrotto at home or whatever, you know, a PhotoPro tripod, Manfrotto, uh, Gitzo, you know, whatever all the brands are at that point, you can put this on your tripod. 
there you go. Uh, the hand controller is obviously another option. Like I said before, if you're looking for something that's a little bit more classic as far as uh, computer controls go, or if you just want something that's more tactile, um, that's a good option as well. Uh, there's some features inside the, the apps that I think are better as far as alignment goes than the controller. There's a lot of um, development being made on the app side instead of the hand controller stuff at the moment, but... It works very well, especially if you just want something that's more standard uh, control. Now, this little thing right here is the SynScan USB adapter. It's like 25 bucks or whatever at the recording of this episode. Um, this little thing was actually made to allow you to control, go direct to our SynScan Pro app for Windows at the time of this recording. Um, and gives you a USB direct connection. Some of our more modern mounts, like the AZ-EQ5, EQ6R, AZ-EQ6, EQ8Rs, they have the built-in USB on their side plates, which is great. But some of our older mounts, like the HEQ5 um, and stuff like of that nature, um, that don't have a USB direct, uh, you can use this little adapter. Um, they're not that expensive. Now... As someone who deals with tech support and does repairs for Skywatcher, one of the issues that comes up every now and again, I have a mount here that needs it, is I was upgrading my mounts. I, um, I was upgrading my mounts firmware, and something happened where it lost connection or something dropped doing a firmware update via Wi-Fi, and now my mount won't won't work. It's bricked. I can't do anything to get it to connect to Wi-Fi. I can see it in Wi-Fi, but it won't connect. The only way to fix that is a hard wired connection. It used to be that you could only do that with a hand controller. Well, now we have this SynScan USB adapter, which was designed for larger mounts to be used, but you can use it for hard wired updates as well as control of the EQ of the AZGTI. I use this all the time to fix bricked AZGTIs that got stuck in firmware update mode. This is a again, at the recording of this episode, is about a $25 piece. If you have an AZ GTI, I would highly recommend just grabbing one of these. I think we even have them in stock at this point, one of the few things available, and just putting it in your case because it really will help you in a bind if you ever get that problem. Um, or you can just do the wife or the inner, or, sorry, the firmware updates through this. It gives you a hardwired control and it generally fixes that issue if you accidentally bricked your mount because of Wi-Fi update. This will eliminate that problem or fix it. It's a very easy fix if you've got the right tools on hand. So I would highly recommend as someone who's dealt with this, pick up one of these and just have them in your case. And that's it. You know, you're good to go. They don't cost anything. But you'll be glad you have it if the issue ever arises. Uh, lastly, um, Anthony Diwali, who owns ADM, um, made this little, uh, upgraded saddle for this, uh, our mount. Uh, this works on the AZGTE, the AZGTI, and the Solar Quest mounts. They all use the same housings and saddles. Uh, this is an upgraded saddle. It's a DV saddle, so you could put a Los Monte style plate on there. I don't know how much they are. They're not that expensive. I'm sure a lot of you have one on it if you already have it. Um, so 
uh, go ahead and give that a shot. But this is an awesome little upgrade if you're looking for a more uh, robust saddle. Uh, our saddle works really well, but it's got a screw that just tightens down onto the dovetail. This design's actually a little bit nicer of an improvement because it's a clamp style um, where it really clamps down. It's good if you're going to be using a larger uh, system on there, but uh, it's a nice upgrade there. So uh, that's it for accessories there. I know we've got some questions. Let me just blow through this real quick. Uh, if you like what you see here, uh, go ahead and hit subscribe. Um, we really appreciate it. Leave a like on a video. If you have any questions for us at the What's Up webcast, go ahead and email us at info at skywatcherusa.com. Uh, next week's episode, we're talking about optical and atmospheric aberrations. This comes up all the time. My telescope isn't working right. There's something wrong with my telescope. What are you going to replace it with? Um, we need to take a step back and actually take a look at the differences between what's optical and what's atmospheric. Um, so... That's what we're doing next week. So it should be an interesting episode as we dive into that. Um, that's next week, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Um, so that'll be really cool. Now, one last thing. Um, tonight, I am doing a live virtual star party. This is through my outreach program called Focus Astronomy. It's called Starstream. If you go to the Focus Astronomy YouTube channel, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific, we're going to be doing live stack imaging virtual star party from our remote observatory uh, some of you have heard us talk about that so that's tonight 7 p.m pacific on the focus astronomy youtube channel uh, come join us hang out probably be about an hour and a half we're going to look at all kinds of cool targets um, and be doing that live stack um, astrophotography that we've talked about before so if you have questions coming out see it working in live uh, uh, so that is going on tonight if you want to join me for that i hope to see some of you there this evening all right let's get to questions um let me see what's floating out there because there's a bit uh, let me rewind some of this uh first uh any chance there'll be a second generation model with just a few more pounds of payload capacity uh we've had let me go to full screen so you guys can just see my scary face um We've had a lot of requests to do a larger version of the AZGTI. Um, you know, with things the way they are right now, it's hard to get inventory of things. Um, nothing in the near future, but maybe we'll have something cool. Um, I can only tell you so much. I'll leave it at that. So it's it's been talked about, but if and when that happens, I don't know. So keep an eye on it. We'll tell you about it as soon as we can. So there you go uh hi is this mount suitable for use in eq mode in latitude five to go oh, you're way down there um first off because i have to say it, it's not meant to be used in equatorial mode you could probably get it that low uh you just want to make sure the counterweight's not going to hit anything um you'd have to experiment with it um at that point i'm not sure if you could get it that low or not i've never done it and i don't like to state anything if i haven't done it uh personally because i can't really speak on authority on it so i don't know possibly um would be that uh oh are there any 150 and 180s still back ordered uh wait what are the 150 or the 180 still back ordered for my large yes the 150 and 180 sky maxes are back ordered to sometime around the fifth of never at this it's we're back back orders are ridiculous right now um if you're looking for something 
check with the dealer of choice we have stuff coming in but you really need to check with your dealer to see if they've been pre-sold or if they have anything available it's gonna be really um we're not out of this whole supply thing anytime soon so 2022 is going to be just as weird as 2021 if not even a little bit worse so if you're looking for equipment do a lot of searching through all the dealers ask if they've got anything coming in and it hasn't been pre-sold and be really patient so that's all i can really say right now or go to the used market and just find one used that's all I can really say about any back-ordered stuff. Uh, and the 150 and the 180 Max are in that. Uh, let's see. How does Kevin align his AZ-GTI for visual use? I put it north and level. So I point the telescope north, level it to the ground. I just eyeball it. And then I'll do a couple star alignment, like a two-star alignment. And that's really how I use it when I use it. So that's real basic. Um that's all I find I really need to do with it. So uh, next question, USB adapter. Is this the same as an EQ mod cable? I've never tried it with EQ mod. I'm assuming the connection is very similar. Um, it would be worth an experiment, but because I don't really use EQ mod, I don't know. Um, I'll have to ask around and see how that works um, at that point, but I think you could do it. Uh, so Kevin, when is the EQ version coming? Can you say now or next year? Um, I don't know. It'd be cool to make a little equatorial, you know, go to one, wouldn't it? Uh, I don't know. At this point, I, I'm not sure it's been talked about, but I really don't know if and when, like I said, everything right now is kind of weird with all the stock and raw materials being difficult. So there's a lot of things that we'd love to do. But a lot of thing gets shoved around to the back burners and stuff like that because we're just trying to get you guys the stuff you have on order right now. There is some new stuff coming out next year, but I can't tell you anything more than that. So you're just going to have to wait. Uh, I wish the AZ GTI had a joystick like the solar one. Uh, yeah, that'd be kind of neat. Uh, not a bad idea. You know, you can do all the controls with the the app and the uh, hand controller, but a joystick would be kind of neat. Uh, what is the angular resolution? I'm assuming you mean the encoders. I don't know off the top of my head. I think it's in the manual. If you go to our support page at skywatchusa.com, I think it's in the back of the manual uh, for the encoder uh, resolution there. So go ahead and check that out. It's a table towards the bottom of the PDF or towards the back of the actual printed manual if you have it. It's a table and it'll list all kinds of specifications, but the, the angular resolution should be available in there if you're looking for something like that. Uh, let's see. Does the serial to USB adapter use an FTDI chipset or prolific? I think everything we use is prolific, if I'm not mistaken, because uh, we do have prolific drivers on our support page. So I believe it's prolific at that point. Um... I don't see any more questions floating around. Uh, if you guys have questions, now's the last couple seconds to get them in. Um, yeah, so thanks for joining us today. Uh, like I said, next week we're talking about uh, aberrations, optical aberrations, atmospheric aberrations. Um, so that should be uh, interesting for a lot of people to see what's what. Uh, so we'll get down to there. Uh, 
Oh, there's one more question here. What is the risk of running the mountain EQ mode? There's no real risk at doing it. You're not going to damage anything. It's just, it's not intended. So here's, here's a straight up answer right here. Um, the mount doesn't have uh, EQ features. There's no guide port or imaging features. There's no guide port. There's no polar scope. Um, and because of that and some of the other designs in there, a lot of people buy it. They want to use it for imaging. It doesn't meet their interest. It doesn't meet whatever they're looking for in imaging. And then they get upset about it. It's not made for imaging. It's not made to be used in an equatorial format. You're not going to damage anything. It's a well-built little mount, but it's just, it's not supported at that point. I don't know why beyond that, I've asked it to be supported in person. Been to China, talked to them directly about it. I don't know why they didn't want to do it because we're already like dangling the carrot that it can do it. And a million people out there are using it that way, but I don't know. That's, I don't know at that point, but you're not going to really damage anything. Just don't, oh, just like approach it like any other mount. Don't overload it, you know, balance it. That's it. So you should be good. Uh, any chance of an app update? Um, I don't know. I don't handle the apps. Um, I'm, I'm not sure at that point. I know they're always working on it. As far as what you're looking for in an update, I don't know. You could always email support at skywatcherusa.com for any uh, things you'd like added. All I can do is pass that along to the engineers for consideration. But um, I don't I don't know what you're looking for as far as an update. But um, I don't know of any, but I'm sure they're working on something at this point. But because I don't work on the programming, I can't tell you what's really going on there. So, all right. Uh, that brings us right about to the end that uh, here. So thanks again for hanging out on your Friday morning. Hopefully this was helpful for those watching this in the future. Hope it was helpful. Maybe there's some cool features that got added between now and then. Uh, but thanks for spending your Friday morning with us. Uh, again, hope to see you tomorrow, uh, next Friday for another What's Up webcast at 10 a.m. Pacific. And of course, if you want to join me tonight, head over to Focus Astronomy's YouTube page. Um, and join us at 7 p.m. this evening for a virtual star party. We're going to be doing live stack imaging, which we've talked about before. Um, and you can see all of that uh, there. Answer any questions. So thanks very much, everyone. Have a great weekend. Be safe. And we will see you guys next Friday. Take care, everyone. Bye.